Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pocket Knockers. It is episode 007, or if you're anyone else in the world, it's 007. And as promised, Ed and I have a ruddy good treat for you today. We are joined by not Sean Connery, rest in peace, not Roger Moore, rest in peace, but Piers Brosnan. Woo! Uh, um, I'm, I'm, he, he, I think he is waiting at the moment. Uh, Come on, let him in. Okay, right. I, I'm shitting myself here, but um, yeah. <laughs> you, I still can't I believe said, it. I just said shit in front of. Right, anyway, Piers Brosnan, everybody. Hello! Woo! How is it? How is it, Piers? It's a, lo- it's a lovely day here in Malibu. It's, a, it's, a ple- nice, pleasure. Nice, nice. it's always you, a pleasure to be here with fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've um, you've you've you had a forest fire recently, which took your house out. Yes, it's that, that's that, that, that's never ideal. It, it, it wouldn't have happened back in Ireland because the rain would have put it out, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's true. Someone yeah, living yeah. in Malibu, obviously, it's 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 lovely and sunny, and but everything always burns down. Unfortunately, that is Florida in a nutshell. No, Florida. California. Yes. California in a nutshell. So, sorry, not living there, I wouldn't ah. know. Um... <laughs> it's the fucking loudest train in the world. Sorry, Pete. I love trains. Trains um, are great. I'm so sorry. That's Alec Trevelyan just going yes, past. He's, he's, you have to, to watch him, those, those trains. <laughs> Right. Okay. Now then, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pocket Knockers. And of course, we are supported today by Pierce Brosnan and MGM Interactive sponsored. So we are going to continue with our normal pursuit of, you know, trying to guess films and trying to sell them to each other. First round, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Please do subscribe on YouTube. Go to pocketknockers.co.uk where you will see a plethora of different uh, mediums in which you can listen to our lovely podcast. And we start off with round one in which we try and propose our film is the best one. And of course, it being uh, Pierce Brosnan, we have some top-notch James Bond films to go through. In the second round, uh, we will have, well, crap films. Unfortunately, there are some poor James Bond films, and we will be trying to say why it's the worst ones. And Don't worry, Pierce, you're not in any of those. Well, you I just want to interject. You know, yeah. you know how I like interjecting you at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. We're not just doing films. We've got films and aspects of the films. Oh, yes, yes, of course, yes. No, I've kept, so we've got, like, for instance, we've got uh, characters, we've got gadgets, we've got cars, we've got babes, and we've, I don't think there are actually babes, but we've got the movies themselves as well. So it's going to be a right little mix-up, and uh, we're going to have a laugh and, well, get to know Pierce a little more. Second round is same, but, yeah, shit. And we're just going to try and be saying why our thing, whatever it may be, is the worst. And the third round, Pierce has given us some of his movies, as in his favourite oh, yes. movies. Um, Pierce, talk talk us through your list. So, not without mentioning, sorry, any of them. The, the, the wheel will decide, of course. of course. But, you know, what, what were you thinking when you were going through your list? I was thinking films I enjoy, films that, films yeah. that show actors in unusual roles, that sort of thing, you know. Okay. Some you know, old films, some films are quite new. Things, things that, you know, mean something to me personally. Uh, both as an actor and as a private individual. 
So, well, that's, I mean, if that's not an insight into Pierce's life, I don't know what is. I mean, are any of these films, uh, we should probably say most of this when it comes up to that round, I guess, but um, are they films that you wish that you had, you know, gone, maybe auditioned for and got the parts for, or are you just happy watching happy them as they are? Because they are. I say, I, I, I never watched myself as Bond, because uh, what would be the point of that? So, you know, it's just nice to see how other people do their movies. Okay, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I, I get it. I, uh, uh, so r- let, let's roll on, shall we? Ed, um, what yeah. have you got to say? Well, yeah, I, 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 was, just, I was just wondering about, uh, I, I would like to point out that James Bond, yes, it is. Sorry, I'm, I'm mumbling because it, it's it's just bloody weird. Pierce Brosnan, no, no offence, it's just because I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I want to stop talking, but I will carry on. Um your films, uh, your Bond films are probably where I really started. I wasn't really bothered by Bond at that point, and Goldeneye came along. And mm. uh, I, I then I started like retrospectively looking back. Um, but also, um, there are some brilliant films. I mean, you, yourself in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Thank role. you. Um, uh, do you know if you I know they've planned a sequel and, until Williams's untimely yeah, death? Absolutely. I was just wondering absolutely if there's something that you had. Tragedy. I was wondering if there's anything that you you had any involvement with there for the for the sequel. No, but I was certainly very keen. It was a great role for me um, because I got to do comedy and I got to play mm. a character that is pretty much a jerk and everyone hates. So that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, so normally I'm leading man, so you do leading man roles. This is oh no, I get to do mm. something fun, something unusual, and it was an absolute joy working with, working with Rob, um, Robin Williams. It was just sheer pleasure to work with. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's there's one more as well that I don't know why I I do remember it, and it's probably got one of the most distressful distressing scenes I've seen in a film. I think it was like a PG thirteen as well. I can't quite remember. Do, do you remember Dan, uh, Dante's Peak? Oh yes. Do you, do you remember your role in that one? Yes, I was the uh, I was the volcanologist, I believe. That yes, was right. Uh, yes, and you were tra- you were trying to tell everyone you need to get yeah. away. You need to get away, and people yeah. are like, "Oh!" But then there was a bit when you had yeah. the family trying to rescue their yes, bless them. And then then they, they, you're on on the boat in the hot water, but the water was burning through, and then the nan jumped out of the boat and then yeah. pushed, pushed away. That was that was that awful. was yeah. that was absolutely yeah. awful. I think she went. I think she jumped out to save her dog. If I remember, the dog was left yeah. there, and they she went back. Someone went back to go get the dog, oh, and then, okay, you can understand. Yeah. You know, animals are important. As a, I'm, a, I'm a big, big animal lover Oops. myself. Mm. Yes, yeah. and when animals I'm, are in danger, sometimes you don't quite think clearly. But always listen to your friendly neighbourhood volcanologist. Mm. Yeah, always, always. I mean, not maybe not so much in England. I don't think it's that much of a uh, you know a, a profession here. But, but you, you know, never yeah. know. Times change. You do never know. Yeah, tectonic plates they move do. about. That's what they Especially do. Especially in these Bond films. <laughs> One of my favourite um, uh, Pierce Brosnan films, dear sir, is um, uh, Bag of Bones, which is a two-parter. Stephen oh, yes. King. Uh, it was based on a Stephen King novel. Um, you, beautiful in that. It was. It was because I had only ever seen you in. Um, like uh, yeah, James Bond, of course, mainly action mm-hmm. films, Dante's Peak and uh, Taggart, things like that. Um, so sorry, yeah. Taggart, Tiffin, Taffin, Taffin. Um, I, yes, Taffin. Taggart. I, 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 I was wondering what you said, Taggart. Robbie that's cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it was, no, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> no one, no one knows anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in the, we're in a postmodern age. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bag of Bones was amazing. It was more like a, a dramatic sort of thing, but because I was spurred on by my complete love of yourself, you. sir, it was um, it was an absolute uh, gorgeous thing to watch. And the direction in that was pretty good as well, because sometimes the Stephen King books, even though they're some of the best novels in the world, don't get the best film remakes. Granted, there are some amazing ones, Maximum Overdrive, Christine, <laughs> but this one was also up there with some of the top work, sir. So very, very well done, and thank you. I've watched it many I times over. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, you're very welcome. Um, um, before we start with round one, uh, I have to ask you, um, were you prior to Bond a fan of or of the, 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 the Bond oh, films? absolutely. Absolutely. The first, first yeah. film I saw at the cinema was Goldfinger. What a yeah. start. What and a start. For me, Connery was always number one best Bond. He, he was just absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. on the money. He was there. I loved what uh, Moore did with it. He, you know, brought the laughs in, which is great. But Dalton was good. He, yeah. Dalton was was very much yeah. You can see him there as he's a killer. Definitely, he's a killer. But he, but yeah. he lost he lost some of the humor. But it did. Yeah, they, they went quite gritty. Yeah, so they tried. They tried. He lost the he lost the suave and the class. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, and then they, he was very. Yeah, but they're the only still two play. James Bond films with swearing and very mm. minor swearing. I think there's just a, a an S bomb. Yes. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think, I Dalton, think the, with, also swears think, in Flash Gordon as well. Yeah, oh, and in yeah. Hot Fuzz. He, what he call he calls yeah. being oh. a bastard. I believe. I just don't need to bleep that out. Shit. Family oh. viewers. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I think yeah they, they they did start you know then you came along with Bond and I think you you kind of like you got an, an amalgamation of the, the the three big Bonds before you into one really you Thank you. you 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 definitely had the, the the right tone you had the you had the some humour on there you had the suave sophistication but you also had, if you had to it could be a bit gritty um, and then Daniel Craig um, a lot of people aren't that keen on Daniel Craig if they're fans of the, the latest stuff. I I like his he, I like Daniel Craig's he's, stuff. He's very he's very good. Um for example, Spectre, he was a great bond in that, but he it needed tightening up. Um he needs he needs mm-hmm. a lot of things he needed a good script and a good actor. And he's a great actor for Bond. Mm. He's he's got he's got the presence. Yeah. He's got the he's, he could do, he could do smooth and he can do I'm a killer. It's what you need. Yeah. That, I, what, mm. I feel with um with Skyfall when they brought that one round, um, I think they because they had a struggle. Which one was prior to that? Was it Quantum? Yeah, Quantum of Solace was before that. Um, it, which which was very poor. And I feel that they did the whole let's throw nostalgia at the fans uh, in Skyfall to try and keep it going. And, and I think they did hang off nostalgia, apart from, yeah, Daniel Craig himself and Judy Dench. I mean, she's brilliant. I thought Skyfall was excellent. Absolutely. But there's a problem when you have things you're used to it's difficult, you know. You, you, you think, oh, the fans want certain things, but then you can't keep serving fans the same thing every time. So with my films, you mm. know, there was a certain escalations. You can't do the same things. You try, you try new things. Maybe they work. Maybe they don't. Some, some you win, some you lose. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, even though you, I was very sad to see you leave the role as James Bond. As was I. I actually. Uh, uh, yes, yes, but I, I also do appreciate. I mean, it was. 
you, ha- you notice that it's actually time, you know, like you've done a few yeah. films, you can see you're starting to get invisible cars now, yeah. things are going a bit different, and you, you, you just hands off, you know, okay, look, guys, I'm actually happy with my footprint in the, the James, because most people, knowing that these films grow so much and they'll bring so much money oh, yes. in, will just carry on and just milk the franchise. But you, I think you realise that it needed a mix change, and that's it, you, you got the job done. Well, the- uh, personally, I don't like... Uh, Daniel Craig, but <laughs> hey, each of their well, own. Yeah, yeah. They, the interesting with the films is that I was certainly in favour of doing a fifth Bond, and then we were in negotiations, and then the production production companies stopped. So obviously now I'm, I'm too old, which is fair enough. But mm. I, was, I was I was I was I was happy to do another one, but it's hard to know yeah how you to think, yeah? look at things, especially when you're doing these action, big action sequences, there, and then nine uh, eleven happens, and it's like oh. Well, how does Bond yeah. fit in with that kind of world when you when you're when, when yeah, you're, you're surfing on giant mm. tidal Did. waves? It doesn't really yeah, yeah. feel right. Whereas, mm. yeah. my my Bond was the end of the end of the Cold War transition. Golden Eye was absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, let's uh, let's not forget as well. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, of course, Piers, but I think they actually tried. Timothy Dalton wanted another movie. Was that right? Did well, he want another movie? And then they said, no, he we're was, not doing that. We've got this new guy. He's actually, amazing. we were in discussion. Uh, Timothy Dalton he didn't get his second film because they wanted me, they wanted me course, for yeah. um, Living Daylights. And right. I was obviously doing Remington Steel at the time. And yeah. the production yeah. company were quite happy to say, oh, okay, we'll let Pierce be Bond. That's fine. We'll, we'll reorganise the schedules and such like. And so you can do it. And they're like, no, well, you know, and then... Then they were gonna. Then they were gonna cancel Remington Steel, which was fine. And then Bond were like, "No, no, they're gonna do it." And they kept changing and changing. And then they said, "Oh, they're gonna do Remington Steel." So then I stayed with Remington Steel, and and then they would yeah. want me to do both. Uh, and then unfortunately, yeah, I didn't yeah. get Bond because of that. And then they then cancelled Remington Steel, which is a bit of a shame. Right. Yeah, yeah, but hey, at least you—at least what you d- you put all your eggs in one Absolutely. basket. Let's everyone stop messing about. I'm on this side. You deal with it. Yeah, how I was you happy. Want to. I was perfectly then, happy to do both. And yeah. Hubby uh, wasn't um, wasn't so keen when I first met him. He said, "No, Remington Steel will, ne- will never be Bond. Um, mm. He's the big man. What can you do?" Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. right. <laughs> and it was interesting when I met um, Bruce Willis. He was, you know, so he got into all the films, and he was you know, moving aside from TV like like myself. And then obviously he's got on his way, and then I was doing all right, and suddenly I lost steel, I lost bonds. Like, oh, okay. What can you do? But then, of course, he went on to be uh, well, my favourite James Bond, at least of all time, and probably had enough money to live on oh, for yes, the rest of life. It, the, uh, it also <laughs> helped pay for your uh, Malibu beach house. What people often do, due to um, you're allowed to camp on the beach. So what some people do, they camp on the beach, you'll have a mobile home on the beach, and then. That's then you don't you don't need to pay tax on a, like a, a caravan on the beach, and then you build a house okay. around the caravan, and that's fine too. <laughs> and then you have these strange houses which have a very small caravan somewhere in the middle of them, but it's a massive tax. <laughs> yeah, really, it's, it's quite it's quite quite. Well, slow. There you go. There's a, there are, so have you got a caravan in oh, your yeah, just in case you know in case you want to go somewhere. <laughs> the week, just for the weekend, the garage, yeah, drive out, yeah, but, yeah, but for legal reasons, it, it is just a caravan. So. A mobile home, <laughs> a split-level mobile home with a swimming pool. 
<laughs> You've got a mate yeah. in that caravan. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, Piers Brosnan, Edward, let's go into round one. Mike's list, and if My I hit list. spin... Tickety tick 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 tick. Oh, oh, what is that? A man with the golden oh, gun. With oh, the very golden close gun. to Q. Yeah. Very close to Q. That would have been a clean sweep, I'm sure. Yeah, that was good. So that was that would be a good a bit of continuity there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Let's have a look at my list. So let's spin. Tickety tick 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 tick. Boom. Boris. Boris I'm invincible. Yes. So uh, you've got a, uh, you know, a, a small part in Goldeneye <laughs> and yeah. I've got the entire got film. The entire the film. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it's going to be intriguing to see how this works. But I'm, I'm sure, um, Pierce, you, you actually said, and I, I, this is this is amazing. I, I never thought you'd t- spend the time. I know you didn't watch all of our previous podcast mm-hmm. episodes, but you said you, you watched two. Uh, one you, you you were thoroughly the, the second one you were thoroughly invested in the first one you you watched in the background. Yes. Um, so you get the, the the whole sense of this round. You you are impartial. You are going to act like you've never heard of these before, okay. and you are going to ask us questions um, on Indeed. on our given subjects or areas. So just everyone else knows that I'm sure, but uh, we will start with that. So you can then start with a question on. For Mike or myself, and you can alternate as much as you want so, to decide who wins. So, Michael, this man with a golden gun. Indeed, what's this sir. gun then? This gun it actually comprises of a cigarette case, a lighter, and a pen. And the cigarette case. Uh, so, the, the, this you know, Christopher Lee <laughs> of all people plays the man with the yes. golden gun. He. He has these three items on him at all times, um, and he's a hitman, right? He's an he assassinates people. He gets paid a million pounds or dollars a shot, uh, as um, as the theme tune would have you believe. So, um, yeah, yeah. Basically, he carries them around, and he gets through uh, all the customs and all these uh, metal detectors and things because, of course, these three inanimate objects by themselves mean nothing but if you put them together uh, you have yourself a gun uh, a very lethal uh-huh. weapon um of which uh he uses to kill people with he is an incredible shot um and that's why of course it's only that's why the song goes it's a million dollars per kill because it's per bullet per kill he only uses one shot it's always in the forehead mm. no one surviving that um yeah, he's 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 a, he's a lead class character and murderer. So, and Ed, this Boris Grushenko fellow. Mm. Yes, right. So Boris Grushenko, uh, he was he was like a, a I think a, I was a computer hacker from from what I remember. This was Golden Knight. It was the first one I saw, and he was a character that caught my attention. And I think. Everyone will agree who's watched it. The reason it's caught my attention, I am trying to find a pen in front of me. I can't find a pen in front of me. You should, you should ask. You should ask Christopher Lee. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's dead as well. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. But if, if 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 you've got the the he did he always did this thing with the pen, like when he's trying to concentrate on on the computer work, he he flicked them he flicks it all around his hands, and it, it's impossible. Mike and I were just discussing it the other day. Yeah. And it was the first thing you remember, apart from the whole "I am invincible" bit where he explodes at the end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's um, he's kind of like I think he he was 
I think it was he undercover and then he, then he became a hacker. Uh, you found out he was working for the other people. Um, it's been such a long time. It's just that I'm not going to win this. I know I can tell, but but I could just remember the character being. It wasn't so much of a. It was almost a comedy element, not not quite. It just had the right edge, the perfect edge for comedy for for the film. Um, I, I might even have to ask you about it afterwards. Um, but um, I had him and from from Goldeneye um, Zenya on the top oh, as well. Yes. Um, the thigh killer. Let, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, she always um, did enjoy a good squeeze. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so Sorry to do you there, Piers. <laughs> yeah. So, and there was a the big bit at the end where, where they're fighting and he's, um, they're, they're trying to move the, the, the antenna at the end of Goldeneye and he's there hacking away and he's trying to get this antenna to reset back. And he's like, yes, I've done it. And that's when it comes up with the whole, I am invincible bit. And then the whole fucking place just blows up. And it, it it is just because of little moments like that. I know it's not a lot and I know I haven't got anything to go with on a character versus a film here, which is a minor character versus a film, but it's it's that how it's so significant to it. You you say you you say Boris from from Goldeneye, and people always think of that line or think of the pen. And it's just crazy. I mean, they, they, the whole thing about the pen was because that was what blew it up. Yeah. It was it was it was your gadget. It was the one when if you click click so many times, so they kept watching him all the time, flicking this thing around. They go click click, and they're like he was so close to doing it each blooming time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and then at the end he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of my favourite um, Q moments actually. When uh, you're testing the pen mm-hmm. pierce and you click it, and Q's just told you you press it once to arm it, press it once to disarm it. It's got a five second fuse, mm-hmm. and you click it, and then just go. How long did you say the fuse was? It <laughs> was great fun winding up the fuse, bless him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do behave, 007. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Boris was, uh, he went outside for a cigarette from the Zavonia, uh satellite that mm. he was working at when he was employed, and that is when he was kidnapped by the uh, the helicopter they had stolen, which was invisible to radar. Um, they kidnapped him. Oh, stole that was him. Yes. Right. yes, that was it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Correct. Yeah, yeah. He was going out for his cigarette. Yeah. yeah. I'd remember now. It was played hey. by Alan Cummings. Um, Indeed. It was Alan Cummings. Last thing I saw him, he played King James in the last series of Doctor Who. Really? I, used, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything else with that I was a fan. Mm. I was a fan of a little sitcom he did where he played an air steward. Called the High Life. That was entertaining. Oh God, the Ooh. High Life. Yeah, I think he was in Spy Kids as well. Yeah, <laughs> good fun those films. Well, you say ooh, but it's it's interesting because you've got to remember who directed Spy of Kids, course. and it's the guy that um, did things like um, Dust Till Dawn, Robert Rodriguez, and, and such. Yes, and of course, all the, all the stars, the- including Ricardo Montalban. Yes, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. To be honest, it it, it it's something that I could see yourself in. Yes, you know, almost like because I I know you're you're more than happy to, you know, as long as it's still a good part to to, to parody the well, that yourself. As I said, well, not yourself, but the character. With with, act, with acting, is uh, I've certainly did some less good pictures in my career, but people say, "Oh, why do you do these films?" Well, I'm an actor, but I still have school fees to pay and mortgages to pay and you've got still gonna, you're yeah, still going to work yeah. and then, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice the, to have a choice you know, obviously given it there, there are two there are, there are two people I respect in in the, the, the movie and acting industry one of them they're there for two almost opposite reasons one is um, if you remember Rick Moranis yes 
yes. who his 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 wife um, passed away, yeah, and right. then he retired from he retired from from acting. So he could, uh, so he could, you know, look after his kids and spend time with his kids. That's why he disappeared. But then the other one is Liam Neeson. Yes, Liam Neeson's wife passed away as yes, well, that was which is such a shame. Say, I thought uh, you were going to say she was taken then for a moment. No, no, let's not go there. Um, it, it, I'm trying to be respectful yes. here. Um, you've got to remember, Pierce probably knows Liam. Very He's well. A lovely, lovely man. Um, lovely man. Yeah. So he what a mess was a big then. Fella. He was hey? a big. He's a big fella. Sorry? Yes, I can imagine. Um, he he then once when she passed away, he he wasn't. So, I think his words were he wasn't very so picky with his roles. That's why these are Taken films. They felt like they were getting rinsed, and then he did similar ones like Taken and such. He was like, if he even if he's stereotyped or not, in the end of the day, he's he wants to do films where he doesn't have to travel far. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get paid well and the production times are shorter just so he can still act. Yeah. Spend time with his kids and make sure that, that, that his children have got the money that they yeah, need. It's very, very sensible. Yeah. I know, I know um, yeah. when uh, Michael Caine was asked about, I think it was one of the, one of the Jaws films, it might be Jaws, The Revenge, or was that? It was, it was, a, it was an absolutely terrible, terrible movie. Uh, but uh, the house that, it, house that it bought was beautiful. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes one many talks. Yeah. Was Michael Caine in a Jaws oh, yes. movie? Also, really? I believe uh, Patrick Stewart is in a film called Life Force, which is excellent. Excellent, sort of a very strange space vampire film, and he's in it. He's, he's um, but it's a very strange film. But he's in it because he he needed to get his bay windows repaired. <laughs> people have, people have expenses. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. It's good to have the uh, choice, isn't it? Like when you're like, oh, actually, I've still got some money left. I don't want to do anything. And then suddenly, oh, actually, that new Aston Martin comes out next month. I might do a film. Yeah, what, what can I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to have the choice. Ask some more questions, Pierce. What do you want to know? So, Boris Koshenko in Golden Eye was the, was the, uh, the villain's or sidekick. Was there a similar character with the man with a golden gun? There was. <laughs> you had Knickknack, who, uh, by all intents and purposes, was midget. Um, uh, uh, but he was a, a very comical character, um, and I mean, it was he, he. He did add a little bit of comical relief while still managing to be completely lethal. Um, can I? Can <laughs> I just? Can I just say potential spoiler alert here? Knickknack no. is on my shit list. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's why, right? He's an absolute dickhead, but yeah. because of that, he's a yes. good villain. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's that. That's the sidekick. Yes. Um, I guess you could go on to say, I, I don't know. I don't want to uh, elaborate on your question too much. Um, but then they had uh, the man with the golden gun. Well, the gun wasn't his only gadget, and this was one of the big things about the man mm-hmm. with the golden gun and Christopher Lee playing him was that he had a flying car as wow. well. So for the first time, James Bond's in America uh, with nothing but a, a, a an AMC that he stole from a showroom and a police officer next to him who's just amazed by the fact that he's with a secret agent. Woo, who's he there? Wow. Um, and yeah, so they're they're going along. They do this barrel roll. You probably remember it. It's pretty mm-hmm. iconic going through the air and then landing. True story, by the way. Um, the stuntman was ill that day and didn't show up. So uh, one of the cameramen just went, oh, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
when he actually did remember, the Balrog. I remember watching that. That was um, that. I think that was one of the documentaries they did around um, around the time they 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 they, they brought uh, James Bond back with with yourself, mm-hmm. um, Pierce, and mm-hmm. they used. That's when they started doing like. I think I don't think they called it Double O Heaven back then in the Golden Eye yeah. times. I think that was later mm. on, but they did have that. They, 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 ITV was just rinsing out all yeah. the Bond films, oh, and they did, the, back they, they did the documentary and such. Not, oh yeah, and that's when I started. That's when I started watching them all. Really, yeah, um, same, exactly the, the same. Yeah, Me yeah. and my dad was sat down. The first one we watched was A View to a Kill. Oh yeah, um, and I was just Walken. I was hooked. I know, right? Uh, that's still my favourite Christopher Walken role. Uh, well, that and the uh, Weapon of Choice music video for Fatboy Slim. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, going back to this car chase, sorry, you get the barrel roll and everything. So James Bond is now without any gadgets or anything. He's just in a American muscle car chasing this guy. And then the man, the guy gets in his, he's in his car and he just takes <laughs> off. And there's just this moment where he's like, oh, fuck it now. Come on. Where's where's Q when you need him? He's always the way. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's always never too far away, but um but yeah, you you really meets his maker in that one. Yeah. The Ed Boris. Brilliant stuff. Yes. What's your what, what's your favorite uh how is how is um how does Bond deal with Boris? Does he punch him out? Does he have a big punch up or I don't think they have a point of a punch up. No, he's very much of a. Um, there was, he's very much like the, 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 his his uh, his boss, shall we say? He's very much like you do what you're told. But he's he is very much. Um, no one is going to be better than him at what he does. He's like I, you know, the, the computers is my thing. No one's better than me at it. And there's one point where um, I can't remember her blooming name. Hang on a second. Was it Natalia? Mm-hmm. In, Natalia Smirnova. Yeah, Natalia in it because then she tries to take over and then they get caught and then she gets pushed away. And he's he's like, oh no, she's that's the one. That's the one. Ah, there it is again. Great game. <laughs> Have you played it yourself? Oh, yes. Um the uh Golden Eye on the N64. Of course. Really? I can, wow. I, I'm, I'm I can imagine I can I <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well you but, should you should be quite familiar with the golden gun as the well. Wall, then. The wall is, of course, <laughs> no odd job. No job. Oh, this this is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it here first. I can imagine like the whole cast and crew just having this on a TV on set, and just like when they're not on screen, just playing it. I don't know <laughs> what order they came out, but yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. carry on. So um, yeah, so they don't have a punch up, but um, uh, but Boris he does try to hit a woman. <gasps> he does. Yes, he's he's stopped at the last second. The woman who's trying to interfere with his work, um, Natalia. He he goes to punch her. Uh, then uh, the, the the main villain stops him at the last second, tells him yeah. to get back to his desk and get on with his work. Yes, quite right, quite right um, too. Yeah, Give but, me the passcode to Natalia. Give them to me. Yeah, that's it. And she she so then he just ends up hacking away at the end, spinning his pen round and oh, yes. and telling everyone how brilliant he is at what he does. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, in fact, in, Boris is the only, uh, he doesn't get touched by James Bond, does he? No, Alec, he doesn't really. Alec no. gives him a slap, but yeah. It all, it all goes on. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, all all that happens is, yeah, he just he just gets a slap and that's about it. Yeah. Well, sounds, sounds, no sounds like a well-deserved slap. Mm, I guess yeah. you could say Piers Brosnan did kill him by, well, James Bond, shall we say. Oh, sorry. Let's say Q did. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because the, ultimately the grenade that you gave to him blows him up. Mm. Mm. 
let's just go with that you planted it perfectly and you knew that would happen. Yeah, that, that's the way Bond works. <laughs> a bit of a bit of a bit of yeah. skill, a bit of luck, a bit of charm. So yeah, that's man it. with a golden gun. What's the funniest bit that you enjoyed? The funniest bit that I enjoyed. Um, you know what? The, the aforementioned American police officer. Um, I forget his bloody name. It's like Deputy D Body or Bobby Jobby Bobby <laughs> Blow. Um, uh, let's just have a look here. Um, no, don't know. But yeah, he's amazing. And that contrast of characters as well. Because actually, we mentioned that Roger Moore is the most comical James Bond yes. is. But uh, to see for that moment when they're sat in that car together, he's serious. He's on a mission. He needs to catch the man with the golden mm-hmm. gun. And um, he's the passenger is this guy. And it's just so and it's such an eccentric Southern character. Um, and it's just the contrast of those two is always quite, quite amusing. Um, but... Um, I think the funniest bit for me would probably be right at the end. Yeah, again, knick-knack. They're in the bed. You know, they're all, you know, necking and stuff. And then suddenly, odd job, it, and he's got a knife and he's trying to kill him. And it's it's just great because normally, you know, the, the, the uh, sidekick, if you like, goes before the main villain. So it's good to have that, you know, and, and for him to still have such anger after that uh, is great. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my, my most comical moment. A, a midget flying around the room, just scouring on the floor, like a, like almost like a rat, like trying to get under the, under the couch and everything, whilst Roger Moore is uh, really just wanting to finish the job, as it were. Um, I'll be a man's needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to, I don't know if you remember, Ed, you might have to see if you can get this in for the people viewing on YouTube, but the bed that they have in The Man with the Golden Gun on that boat is amazing. I've always wanted to recreate it. It would only be like a bit of, you know, four, two by four, like, you know, screw it all together. But it's like sunk in the ground and it's got like plush, like uh, bolstering on the sides. So you actually sleep in the bed and then it comes up the sides here and you can open it up and uh, they open it up and inside is I think probably an ashtray and a bottle of wine and the telephone and stuff like that but it'd be amazing just to put your phone in your, your glasses if you're a glasses wearer in there you know and just close it oh, nice and tidy like a, almost like a bedside cabinet yeah yeah but there you go oh Ed or Mr Ed perhaps not, not confused with the uh, talking horse oh, well, oh, oh what, yes what, what else can we ask about, about uh, Boris well, how far in are we at the moment? Um, if there's anything else I'm you want to ask, feel free. Uh, I'm, I'm just more concerned about your own time. Yes. That's all, Piers. Um, I think, I think, we've, I think, we, I think right. we've exhausted Mr. Uh, Mr. Grishenko, although he's, he's an absolutely great site. Uh, great yeah, there's not a lot to go no, on. Bless him. I will be honest. He's, he's fantastic. He's an interesting character. Oh, not actually, listen, oh, yes, I can ask you yeah. more about the film, but that's not, that's not Boris. No. No, you're quite limited, I think, and it's yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, we're very limited yeah. with the film. It's it's more about the character themselves. You know what, though, I mm. I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Pierce. Yeah, I'm remaining impartial, but Boris is definitely. Uh, I mean, when you think of Goldeneye, he is in yeah. your head. You don't mm-hmm. think about. You know, I I actually think of Boris. I think before even um, Orobov or oh, yeah, the, 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 the mm. Russian guy with the big hat. Exactly. Yeah, Rest in peace. He died a couple oh, years ago. Yes. Yeah. yes, bless him. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he yeah. was in it as well. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, see, they're, they're, these are the people I forget about. The, yeah. the, first, the first thing I think is Boris, and then I think of Killer Thighs. Well, the, the two things I think of. Don't we all? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Ed, you, you're missing out Pierce here. Uh, I think I'm more the uh, yeah. audience self-insert character, obviously. Yeah. Yourself, <laughs> Luke, can you understand the Killer Thighs? <laughs> I don't know. It's worth a risk, I think. I think a lot of people thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Go on then, Pierce. Give it to us. So certainly, uh, obviously, you had the exciting car chase in Man with a Golden Gun. Were there any exciting vehicle-type yeah. chases in, involving Boris? No, he was a he was a desk jockey. Yeah. So, yeah. Riding a desk. Plus, we had <laughs> wheels on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I can't. This is I can't. So let surreal. This... this is so surreal. It's that's all part of the fun. That's, that's, that's a nice thing about lockdown. You, you know, so people have to pick, all, all kinds of actors are trying all kinds of new things and are available. So you can't, you know, filming is much more difficult. So just yeah, people doing Zoom calls and it's yeah. a new world. It's a new yeah. world. Well, you never know. This this might branch your career further. You yeah. never know. Pierce does podcasts. <laughs> does nothing for us. Nothing for us no, whatsoever, no. Pierce. Don't worry. It's all for you. It's all for you. <laughs> I shan't let Around with the Man with the Golden Gun end before uh, I talk just for a moment about um, uh, Mr. Scaramanga's house. Mr. Scaramanga being the guy oh, the yes. man with the golden gun. Um, so his house... Is uh, it's on an island, a very remote island. You can only get to it by a, a boat plane. In fact, you probably could get to it by a normal boat as well, to be honest. Um, but uh, it is incredible. Um, the whole let's not get into the whole laser thing. That's the whole reason why. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I have a lot but, of lasers. Um, it has. Yay! Well, go exactly. on. Um, <laughs> it's basically a big laser. Um, but there's a, I don't know, a fun house, I guess you could say, in, in his, which is like a, a training. Basically, of course, because this guy's an assassin, he has to train himself oh, as well and takes it very seriously. It's a psychedelic mind maze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like props and there's like uh, galleys and gauntlets that you have to go through and mirror rooms and all this stuff. So the finale, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't oh, yes. seen Man with the Golden Gun from 1974, please go and see it. Watch it before this. Uh, yeah, it's in the cinema. See all the um, yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, be- Scaramanga and James Bond find themselves in the funhouse training room if you like with all these obstacles and everything and of course Scaramanga knows the inside and out but watching James Bond and Roger Moore especially his acting prowess going through this kind of because don't forget as James Bond as you know Pierce you kind of you walk around and you are the big dog right you are the you are James Absolutely. Bond but you really you really are like on your back foot in there you know you don't know what's going on and you know he's ahead of you and that he is well the most lethal man on the world until you James Bond comes in the room. So to watch that change yet again, uh, we talked about it earlier with the fact that this guy had a gadget and flew off in the car. Now, uh, being on the back foot yet again uh, in a maze, psychedelic maze room, as you say, uh, the fun house controlled by Knickknack uh, in like some sort of like towery sort of like comms place. It's it's really good. That is an amazing scene. Those of you who have seen it, I've explained it terribly, but those of you who have seen it will know exactly what I mean and will be glad that I mentioned it. But yeah, this this film really does have a lot of stuff in it. I don't know why I'm still trying. <laughs> so, does Boris have a fun yeah. house? Or <laughs> a, a, any, a, any extraneous nipples? <laughs> because not, not that I know Boris of, is no. average on the back foot Okay, to the man with the golden gun with a million dollars a shot. Although he, because Boris has a pen. 
It's not even his. He's nicked yeah, it. And it's, no, it's, and it's not even part of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't drive. His pen is it's not even his pen. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see where you're yeah. coming with this. Right, let's give give us the results I, then. I Go think, on, put me out my misery. I think this one, Michael wins this round. Although, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. although I've, I've a lot of respect for Boris, but it's got it's got to be the man with the golden gun in this one. Well, I think I'm going to take that as a, a rather large victory because, of course, Boris was in one of your films. So indeed, you, love look, great, if that's great not character, non-biased, I don't know what man, is. But I've got to respect um, Waterloo and Christopher Lee. Indeed. At work. Very true. Very Thank true. Thank you very much, Pierce. Okay, right. Round two. Round two. What are you two. drinking, by the way, Pierce, tonight? What have you got oh, there? Is that a bit of James? No, this is a... Um, I've, as, as, I'm, as I'm getting older, I have to uh, take more care of my health. I had a birthday, and oh, lots yeah. of birthday cards up there. This is all lovely. You're nice birthday cards from all the fans and friends and the family and loved ones. And you walk in the room next day, and you see one in the middle that says, 60. Like, oh. <laughs> so this is a sort of... A, Fizzy vitamin drink. Yes, yeah, you know, you know, topped Ooh. up with vitamins and minerals. Lovely, lovely. Beautiful well, uh, you're going to need it going forward because it's time for the crap oh, yes. round. <laughs> Indeed. So let's have a quick look. Let's go for... Right, we'll start with my shit list. It's yeah, time okay. round. Uh, and here we go with a spin. Spin, Ooh. spin, spin. Ring of fire. Uh, okay. Quantum of solace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting right. fact on my wheel: Quantum of Solace is there twice <laughs> because Why? we have the film and the video game. Oh, oh, which right. So both, which, which ones is this? Both rubbish. This is the film. Oh, right. Oh, the other one says in brackets, "game." Does it? Or something? Yes, it does. Ah, so okay. that, that's that's the that's the film uh, on Mike's shit list. In the wheel, look. Spin the wheel. Spin, 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 spin. spin. Oh, back to back! Okay. And this, this this is the Craig version. This isn't the the unofficial one yeah, with the comedy. Um, what was his name? Pink Panther. Peter Sellers. Pete, no, no, yes. it wasn't, no. Sorry, it wasn't. Oh, it David wasn't Nivers. Yes, it was the other David guy. Nivers. David David and Nivers. Woody That's the guy. Yes, yes. It's not that version. This is these are both two Daniel Craig films, and we have yes. to explain why one is shitter than the other. Oh, so, yay! That's very good. We'll let, wait, wait for Ed to finish. Pour, what have you got, Ed, now, eh? Ah, uh, bit, bit of Guinness. 1759. Nice. In, in a Magnus glass. <laughs> <laughs> what a tasty treat. Yes. I believe Magnus is from Clonmel. Oh, right. Okay. Think. How far away was that from I'm you? Not, I'm not, uh, it's in Ireland. So there, was, there was a witcher, a witch case there in the late 19th century, which, is, which was surprising. Oh, wow. Wow. But I could be yeah. mistaken. I wonder if... It's, it is quite early in the morning for oh. me. But... Yeah. I, wonder if, I wonder if that witch was uh, accused of making shit cider. Because <laughs> that might... <laughs> maybe that's maybe they go hand in hand. I know one of the, one of the ciders yeah. in England uh, is, is not sold under that name in Ireland because that name has a, a different connotation, as we say. Oh, can you say Strongbow. what it is? Oh. So called Strongbow was, what, uh, was that- a... The uh, Norman adventurer who first invaded Ireland in the uh, reign of Henry II. Oh, yeah, really? So it's not quite. A, Do you know what it's what's, what's it called in sure, Ireland? I Do you can't know? quite remember. I know it's, it's it's not sold under that brand. <laughs> but for obviously reasons. It's, it's probably something really similar. Longbow. Or... 
Like, like having a beer called, you know, oh, what, what, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should start selling a beer in, in Spain called just Drake's. Right. Burning people's beards. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan. Ask us questions. We have Quantum of Solace's film for Edward and I have Casino Royale, the 2004 version with, uh, yeah, Daniel Craig again. Oh, Ed. Quantum of Solace. Yes. Obviously- so, sorry, guys, I just realised uh, it's 2006. Sorry, not 2004. You lose on. a point for that. Ed. <laughs> Quantum of Solace, obviously based on the short story by Ian Fleming. Why is it shit? Um... Possibly one. It's, it's it's based loosely, loosely based on a short story by uh, by Ian Fleming. Um, was Casino Royale originally a short story as well, or yeah. was it a full? It wasn't a full. It was a short story, wasn't it? It wasn't a full novel, from what I remember. Oh, I yeah, I'm not we'll, we'll have to ask him in a minute. Yeah, we'll ask yeah. him in a moment. Anyway, yeah. Um, so this is supposed to be like following on from uh, Casino Royale. Uh, and it's, um, I'm trying to remember her blooming name. Um, what was, what was the name of the woman in, uh, in the first one? I can't remember anyway, but it's like, he's, he's angry now. Bond is angry. Uh, and, and I think it all pretty much from what I remember, it starts off in a, um, on like a pretty much a car chase as such. Um, fun fact here, my brother-in-law the time he worked for aston martin Ooh, very and classy. he was asked onto onto the set for uh for quantum of solace because they needed uh they needed like the electricals for the cars so like the the, the rev meters and such they needed to, to go crazy for a camera scene in quantum of solace and he was the person that instigated that uh the, all the dials and such for excellent work. Um, he met daniel craig he he got he got an autograph from Daniel Craig and some bullet shells from the set. Very cool. Um, the very interesting bit is the scene that he did was cut from the, uh, the, <laughs> the final version, and yeah, uh, and it's possibly one of the worst Bond films. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it was basically him on a vengeance mission. Um, who uh, Bond M wants to know more about this mysterious organization called Quantum, which I believe uh, the I think I'm trying to remember if it was Lashif from the from Mike's. Um, it's very difficult to to say this because it does start off from the film that you're going to be asking mm-hmm. Mike about, if I'm honest. But it, it ends up being pretty much like a long laborious boring journey where not a lot happens where he's trying to find this mysterious organization along with um i'm trying to remember the name of the the is it strawberry fields in this one i think it is is the name of the uh the 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 mi6 agent played by uh Gemma arterton oh yes but yes um but yeah it's not it's it's very missable um I've already said I, I I watched Quantum of Solace originally. It was it was good for me because it was the first time you had HD TVs and you had Blu-ray, and I bought it on Blu-ray and it was like, wow, this is this is beautiful. It's a wonderful film. Um, I I think I've, Casino Royale I I have high regard for, and you know the later films as well, very good. But this is where they 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 could have fallen on their on their backsides. And to be honest, I think Bond. <laughs> Bond's lucky to carry on. I think they learned a lot from this, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mistakes on this one. 
Um, and a lot of it as well, it felt very much like a, a, uh, an advert for Sony because um, is it Eon is now under Sony Pictures, I believe. Mm. I can't remember. Is that right? Is MGM is under Sony it's, Pictures or Eon's under it, Sony it Pictures? It all gets very confusing with the corporate world. Is it who owns who and who yeah. buys who? Uh, Eon Productions and MGM, and yeah, because then it's um, the, the, it's all under Columbia Pictures, which is distributed by then Sony Pictures. But a lot of it is like, oh, look at me with my Sony laptop or my, uh, you know, they're all using Vios and they're using all Sony Xperia's and such. A lot, it does feel very product placement. Mm. But Bond has always been like that. Aston Martin, you know, cars, and cars such. And guns, which is fair enough. But yeah, suppose in the modern age of um, computers. But, and, yeah, but I. <sighs> I don't know. It just, it just felt, um, I'm really trying to find a way to describe it because all I remember really is them, the car changed at the beginning and then a bit of walking through a desert. And, and then I, I, I can't remember it. It's one of the, I think it might've been one of the only two films I've ever purchased on Sky Box Office because I didn't see it at the cinema. Uh, so I bought it on Sky Box Office uh, because that's how eager I was to watch it because I thought Casino Royale was great. I can't wait to see what happens next. And it's supposed to be a direct follow-up. Just, and it just, it was boring. Um, like, that's, that's, that's the worst thing. A, a Bond film being boring, that's a, uh, that's... It was, it was nearly two hours long, but it felt longer. Well, that's, that's never, uh, a Bond film should never, never feel like that way. So, no, Michael, Casino Royale, 2006, Hi. was it 2006? <laughs> it was 2006, yes. Why is it shit? So, um, I'm intrigued with this. Base, it's, I, I can't believe that Ed thinks that this film wasn't boring and that Quantum of Solace was. Because even though I will agree that Quantum of Solace was very forced and the reason for that, I thought, was that because this film even though it was very dramatic and tense, I guess you could say, it's basically they're just playing poker the whole fucking film. They were critically acclaimed for, or the critics were saying in, when they were reviewing it, it's good, but James Bond, right? I mean, there's not much to do when you're basing films on books and the book was written in such a fashion as for James Bond to walk into a casino, be an absolute suave man and uh, build relationships, whether they be positive or negative with people, to try and bankrupt the villain, basically, was the aim of the game. But... They missed out such... There's a Bond girl in it, of course. You know, you've got to fall in love. There's got to be a bit of totty in the corner. But but he tried... He's, you got the Aston Martin. They'd got the new... I think the new DB9 back then. And he just got it. It was new. And he just drove it into the car park. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Where's the fucking... Where's the car chase? Can I interject? Please. There was a car chase in it. And I'm not saying this to defend it. But even though okay. I love the film, there was a car chase in it when he went to go get the Bond girl, which was called Vespa Lind, by the way, who yeah. was then, then taken away by, um, I, I keep trying to remember his name. I keep thinking it's Lashif in this one. I can't remember. No, it's Felix, wasn't it? I can't remember. Anyway, he went to go chase him. And then uh, immediately, I think someone shot out his tyres within a minute and then the car flipped and it crashed. It totaled it. So okay. they, they, they instigated that, a car actually. chase. He didn't get far. He got about a minute or you know, 30 seconds and then the car was totaled. So what a waste of a car. Yeah. It, it, the, there was a few seconds of car chase, but not a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's more than I was aware of. I remember, because I, you know what? It's, it's very rare that I watch a film 
and I just stop. I'm like, this isn't what I want from a film right now. When you watch like a just a completely spontaneous film, this new film's come out, I'm going to watch it. You kind of have a bit more of a tolerance, I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what to expect, and you go, okay, maybe that's going to happen. But this, when it started off, it starts off with parkour. Always um, good. Um, I, 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 was, I was a big fan of him in um, Thunderbirds. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, my lady, it was excellent. It was good. Good to see him yeah. in a Bond film. Okay, let's go for free running. Um, <laughs> starts off with free running. Um, which I remember at the time, for some reason, gained a massive popularity. It was a French thing then came over to here and they thought they would shove it in the beginning of the film to, I don't know, to try and get younger audiences maybe involved in it or something. Kids, in kids what do was. like running about. You see them in, in, they in do play, like running in about, yes. and stuff. Yeah, well, you, sorry, uh, Pierce, all right. Uh, was that when you picked up your of own course. kids and you were waiting Family for Family man. Okay, yeah, kids good. running around. They like that. They like that. They're yeah. always climbing and running and go down swings and slides. Yeah. Why not put that in a Bond film? Roundabouts. Why not? <laughs> the magic I believe there's also a, I believe da, 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 a skipping da, 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 rope as well. Da, 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 da. I mean, is, is there some kind of skipping <laughs> rope scene? I don't know. It's probably piano wire. No. but um, What? You mean the torture scene? Exactly. They they have a bot. He's sitting naked in a bottomless chair, and they're they're, they're doing the pendulous swing into his nads. What it was? Is this quite, Casino Royale? Yeah, really? couple of nads. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't even know that. Any um, uh, any, any any good torture good, scenes in Quantum of Solace? That, you know. Yeah, watching it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Casino Royale. It was. Um, it's interesting because one one of the things people never seem to like about it was, do you remember uh, on on His Majesty's Secret Service? Oh, uh, it's one where Bond got married. Yeah, and Bond also uh, and then Bond then she was shot at the end, Bond and I think they were going to try and continue. Yeah, do you see the things are here? We're getting traits mm-hmm. here. OHMSS is also on my shit list. Yeah. But like, you're getting traits. You're doing something new, right? Here's George Lazenby. He's the new James Bond. He's going to be great. He gets married. Why are you fucking Bond up? Stop it. And then, of course, you've got Casino Royale, where it's supposed to be an action film. You've got all the tropes there. Mm-hmm. But the tropes, the tropes the are there. The tropes are all at the end. I mean, it works because you've got um, you've got Vespa Linda. You find out Vespa Linda could possibly, you know, look like she was a double agent after all. She may not have been kidnapped and they were luring, the, Sorry, they were Ed, luring him away. Ed, yeah. Ed, this is us proposing our shit films and then at the end, yeah. Pierce Indeed. chooses. Stop but, but it's not an argument born. scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Um, <laughs> shout out to Aiden Half Troll. Um, yeah. The the okay. I'm just I'm just saying that they all set it up well with a double agent. Um, but then it, because he then she he finds out that it may have been her her making a deal to actually save Bond's life at the end. So mm. it, it, it all it, you know all intertwines, and Vespa Linda may well be one of the best Bond girls because of it. And also, you've got to remember this is two thousand and six. This is not a bit when you can keep calling Bond girls a bit of totty, Michael. Um, they, 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 people have to evolve and change with the times, and so do films. Well, even, and even, I think they have done very well at even it. Even in Golden Eye, they have a, to revitalize it because. No offense to Pierce here at all. No offense, but you you have to admit that Pierce's last film, which is also on my shit list, um, it, it was getting a bit stale. It was getting dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it was going over the top and dated. And they they have to they have to change with the times. And that's how Bond has worked. Yes, you can't keep escalating and escalating forever. 
It just it doesn't work. No, they were constantly trying to one-up each other, and it, it did get uh, more out of control. And um, I think even yourself, Pierce, you, you did say that die another day was a bit of a bit of a die. I, even I, though I, it was fun on set, it was fun being with everyone and doing yeah, the film. I, I don't know what, uh, die, the what die another was, day was about. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. it was, yeah, man's got diamonds in his face. Don't yeah, no, so it's all very strange. And certainly tomorrow, even tomorrow yeah, never dies. So, I, I, I enjoy. It was that what's it about? Shots and yeah, people. I feel somewhat slaughtered, I must say, this round. Ed, mm-hmm. I I haven't watched these Daniel Craig films very much because I don't like him as a James Bond character. He was he was very good in Fair very enough. good in sharp. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Don't like him as an actor. There, so in, in Quantum, the, were there any obviously you mentioned earlier, Ed, that in Skyfall you thought that there was too much nostalgic callbacks. Was there any nostalgic yeah. callbacks in Quantum of Solace? No, the only callback of it really was it was it was a it was suggested to be a direct continuation of after the events of Casino Royale. Ah. So one of the other villains in Casino Royale there was Mr. White. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started off that he's captured Mr. White and he's trying to deliver Mr. White to M. That's where the whole car mm-hmm. chase happens. And that's when you find out that further further then you've got Lashif from the first one, you've got Mr. White, they're, they're all entangled in this whole quantum organization. Mm-hmm. Um which does then later on it, it that, that that whole thing comes back. You find out it's all part of Inspector. You you find out it's all all intertwined and it's supposed to have Spectre was supposed to be almost like a concluding story arc for the whole thing. But you don't have to see each individual one like Bond films. You can pick up any Bond film, watch it. It's great. Oh. Casino Royale, no, not really. You you're like if you go in cold on Casino Royale, you will be what the fuck is going on. Even if you have any even if you've watched Casino Royale beforehand, you'll go, what the fuck is going on? Because it's just... I believe there was... It's not very well I believe done. There was a, I think there was a nostalgic death of the call out there, Ed. And I mm-hmm. believe there was a nostalgic callback death in Quantum of Solace. Okay. With, um, um, I believe that Gemma Arterton was killed yeah. in a very similar way to one of my favourite Bond films, Goldfinger. Was it like a piranha thing? No, she was. Um, I believe she was. No, the spraying no, gold. Spraying and covered in oil. I believe in a very similar way. Oh right, oh, right. left okay. naked on the bed, oh, right. load of uh, oil. No, oh. oh, I don't remember it. Well, the few things I, I do remember at Quantum of Solace. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. So, I just got a, a lot of negative vibes mm. when I was watching Casino Royale, and that is, I think, because I was just so unhappy with you stopping mm-hmm. Pierce. Of course. Um, and Thank you. I think that probably then led on to me disliking Daniel Craig because he then took the throne um, and a bad taste in my mouth. And because of that, I got into Casino Royale before I'd even given it a chance. But I will say that even though, as Ed and yourself uh, have said, it is uh, if you hang in there and do pay attention, it unfolds and is a a, a visual masterpiece uh 90% of the film is sat in a poker room so, so, I, so was it was it true to the original story um casino royale because quantum of solace um, ed mentioned is not really at all but what, how, how does how well does no, casino royale well, to the original the thing is it, uh, well as far as it can be it is faithful but the problem is, is that because uh, Ian Fleming's books were so detailed, you have things like he explains that actually he 
he drove a blower Bentley, I think, when he first pulled up. And he explained that it had a a, a lovely wooden side. And of course, this is like a 1940s car. Mm. Uh, you know, tick, 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 look, tick, like, think chitty, chitty, bang, bang, looking open wheel, you know, over fenders, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, they, they replicated that, I guess, with the Aston Martin or tried to, um, at least as a British manufacturer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, as much as they could, yes, they, they, they'd keep to the book. Um, but I don't know. It can fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. Pierce, do it. Uh, do well, it again. I, before before we, before we um we 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 conclude on mm-hmm. this, I, I I think now with what Mike has said, I just want to point something out here. And this is something I didn't know. This is um one of our one of our listeners actually, um, Sazel Shakes. She she kindly compiled a list of uh, interesting facts about yourself. Okay. One of them I pointed uh, that she pointed out that um you you were especially when you were younger, you were an avid fan of Doctor Who. Absolutely, yes, a big fan of the, the not the. Uh, the doctor, bless him. Big yeah. fan. Uh, bless them. Bless them now. Um, or is it him? Because um, he keeps reincarnating, regenerating. Yeah, but that's it. Um, but this is what James Bond is, is quite like. Yes. It, it is that, that it's not just about the character that, that changes it, but you've also got the, you know, the production style, the direction of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. different aspects of it. And that's how I feel James Bond works, works through change. Very much, very um, much, yes. And that's what it has done with um, with Daniel Craig's Bond. Um, I think a lot of people, when Timothy Dalton came along, a lot of people went, this isn't James Bond anymore. Look at it. It's just mm. a guy in a leather jacket jumping out of planes. It's not James uh, Bond anymore. Nothing wrong with leather. I yes, um, appreciate the leather jacket you are wearing today, uh, Mr. Brosnan. But, but um, Roger, bless but, him, Roger, bless him. Well, he was even he himself in his films recognised that he was getting on a bit. He was he was old when he, he was mm-hmm. quite old when he started, and then but, but looking looking younger. Then there was bits where it looks like he's about to be intimate with a, a teenage ice skater in one of his later films, and he's like. They yeah. said, no, no, let's mm. go for an ice cream. Because obviously they recognise that this is... No, yeah. no, this is... No. Well, I think for your, yeah. for your Eyes Only actually was supposed to be Timothy Dalton, wasn't mm. it? Um, and that's then why Roger Moore came in to do it as like a bit of a... Oh, shit, yeah. okay. We and then his final film, uh, Roger, Octopussy, fancy, which was, which was excellent Octopussy. I very much enjoyed Octopussy. Plenty of action. Mm. And... Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, but, he's run, he does the Indiana Jones across the he train. He does, or dresses a clown. Yeah, <laughs> I I, under, I understand that Casino Royale. I will agree with Mike. It's at a slower pace, but it's at a slower pace. But I think it's got a great story mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, it's got brilliant acting. Uh, it, it's the vis- it's visually uh, appealing, mm-hmm. um, and it, I I just love it. I, I can't explain. I get what you know. I get what Mike's saying. Or it just seems like it's just poker. Um, but it, it's not. It's it's about characters mm-hmm. playing off each other, which is what you often get in poker. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of it is bluffing. Ed, this and is that's, unfair, and that's Ed. I, off, I, that's don't, I can't. The poker table. I can't talk about Quantum of Solace because I haven't really seen it. Well, that's what, so. Stop slating me because well, I can't, can't retort to anything. I'm saying because it's, me, it's on my good in list. That, in that case, I think as as Quantum of Solace, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Ed because Quantum of Solace is clearly yeah. must be bad because you haven't even seen. it. Although, also, I will, I will say in defence of Casino Royale, as I give, give it at this point, they check from the book, they, they're not playing poker, they're playing Baccarat, which is a yeah. game of, well, you, you try and get as close to nine as possible, and basically you just draw cards. 
and you don't. You, so it's like blackjack. Yeah, it's not. like blackjack, but he, but it loops around or something. So he, well, you know, so he, he goes over. So if, if you say get to up to eleven, oh, that's counts as one. So yeah. therefore, you've lost. I have just checked the wiki. It does say poker. But in the original, a in high the, stakes yeah, poker in the, in, in the film. No, not uh, no for the film. For the film, for the, yeah. for the, for the film yes. we're talking about, oh, yes. it says high stakes poker. It, that was the, for the better. But, I think quadruple solo. So yeah, that's um, mm. I think that's the that's the winner in the, in this uh, in this one. As in, it's the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, I believe so. Eve Eve Green was fantastic. (laughs) Right. I remember what I was... was, Round three, everyone. Let's carry on. (laughs) Pierce, please. I was saying I was... uh, I was in... I think... I was in Dublin, I think, in 2004. And a man came up to me. He said, oh, what's going to shake my hand? Oh, okay, I'll shake your hand. It's fair enough. I shook his hand. He said, "Yeah, see, this, you know, thanks for that, Pierce. Uh, that, that's that's as close as I'm going to get to Halle Berry's ass, which is just wonderful." <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not true. He could try harder. Okay. Is, is, is it, uh, a man's reach must exceed his grasp. What else is a heaven for? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Round, one, three. Round three. One all. Let's go for Pierce's films. And uh, as always, guys, we will get our film selected for us by the wheel. And then we are going to have to have a five-minute Googling break whilst we, well, try and back you know back up our some knowledge about it and do a bit of, of research. And then um, we're going to pretend, car salesman style, that this is our fav- most favourite film ever and try and sell it to Pierce in I'm the just, best I'm way possible. I'm just having a quick look through, um, through your films here. Uh we we removed two, didn't we? We had Snowpiercer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, what, what what was behind Snowpiercer? Uh, except for the draft. fact it's got Pierce in the name. That that obviously because it, it could have been. I was <laughs> oh, thinking right. it, might, it might have been a biopic about me at Christmas time. It's like, I could put quite not nice, lovely. Also, I thought it had um, <laughs> that ginger Chris Evans in it off the telly, but it wasn't. It wasn't even him. Oh no! It's shocking. The, what, was it the other one? Yeah, the other was it the Captain America. Yeah, one? the one that's the one that's never been ginger. Which is a very confusing. Yeah, thing. that you know, I, I, really, I think it's very good what, what Equity do that people don't have only, only have one person of the same name, so it doesn't get confusing. Which is why Michael Caine's Michael Caine. Yeah, it's it's it, that, that is true. I think um, uh, David Tennant, uh, his name's David McDonald yes. because um, uh, it, Royal Acting Association. I can't remember Radar Road Radar mm-hmm. or whatever it is. There, there was already someone registered as David McDonald at the time. So that's why must, that's why it's Michael J. Fox. Yes, there was already a Michael exactly. Fox. Didn't didn't Billy Piper call David Tennant David Tennant? <laughs> Apparently so. That's what the Sun said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all rumours about no, those big what, stars. What? No, that's, what was they the said other that one? on. Uh, they they said it on Top Gear. It was when they were doing. They were together on the. Oh, that was right. Yes, know. yes, that's right. I remember now. They did the reasonably priced car. Uh, have you ever done a star in a reasonably priced car? Not to my knowledge, but I've done I've done an awful, awful lot over my career. Yeah, He's I was going to say the, the, these things a... you, you're not going to remember every no, single exactly. thing. No, exactly. Yeah, I remember a lot, of, a lot of great <laughs> stuff and lots of us. That's the great. He's only ever been a star in a really expensive car. Of course, car. you know, you know <laughs> have a bit of style, a bit of style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, let's have a quick look at um, the other one. What was the other one that we removed? Backdraft, was it? Backdraft, yes. Yeah. I like fire. I, I, eat, I eat it sometimes. 
Yes, <laughs> Brosnan, Fire yes. Eater. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah, so those are the two that we've watched. So we we left with uh, North Sea Hijack from 1980, um, Zardoz from 1974. All I will say is if someone hasn't heard of Zardoz, just Google it. You have some interesting visual feasts. Um, you're doing it now, are you? Mike oh, is yeah, doing it. That's yeah. Z-A-R-D-O-Z. Um, we'll wait for his reaction whilst I read the rest. Horror Express from 1972. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Uh, Sean Connery, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yes. There we go. That's the one. Yes. I, I've, I've seen him dressed like that before. Um, yeah. Uh, is he got, in the, uh, that throughout the whole film? I don't know how often he's in it. I've not seen it. I've not seen the whole thing. Um, look. That. She's more dressed than he is. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, it didn't appeal to me. Um, the Quiet Man, <laughs> um, The Ghost Train. The January Man and Overboard. Those are the list. Those are the films on the list. Um, actually, speaking of Sean Connery, one I found was quite interesting. He never seemed to ask a lot of money for, and they were shocked by was Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. Um, <laughs> it had Sean Connery in. He played the um, the Greek king. Yeah, that he did. Yeah, uh, the one that fought the Minotaur, yeah. um, and they, they were shocked that he just accepted the role. Wonderful stuff. That's right. Anyway, film. let's spin the f- spin the wheel. Right, is this yours or mine? Uh, this is yours. Okay. Horror Express. You have Horror Express. Right. Okay. Let's spin again. For myself. The Ghost Train. So yours is the Horror Express. Yours is from 1972, if you need to know that. Uh, I've just noticed, actually, with Snowpiercer, The Ghost Train, and The Horror Express, you've got a few train-related films going on here. I do like trains. Of course, I've been in a film. I've I been, assume I've the Horror fi- Express is train I've related. I've been in a film about a train myself. You have? Death Train. What, what was the film? Death really? Train. I believe with Death Train. I believe Ooh. with uh, memory serves Patrick Stewart. I could, I could well be wrong. 1993, Death Train. Hey. With Patrick Stewart, yes. And Alexandra Paul. Christopher Lee. You see? Well, I've worked with I'm not with Horror Express as well. I'm a one man, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's that is Kevin impressive. Bacon's best film is River Wild, like hands down. Uh, I love Tremors. That Tremors is the best film. Oh, I, I agree. There, that, Tremors is good. Yeah. If you've not watched, Tremors. oh, all right, Edward, yeah. all right, Michael, go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be one up. He's been wetting himself with excitement for this this, this entire podcast. I want podcast. to look good for peers. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've just been shaking and mumbling. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You can't, people who see, who are watching this might be able to see that I am visually sweating. It's, um, it's quite, it's, it's quite common with meeting big stars. I, I was the same with, with Sean and also with, with when I met Jack Nicholson as well. Oh, really? You're a Nicholson oh, fan? Oh, yes. When he came up to see me, he said, oh, he said hello. And I was, I was stirring my coffee and then he came up to me and said, oh, uh, I the Pierce. Uh, I was like, shake the man's hand, but I couldn't. I was just... <laughs> it was like a vibrate. Yes. Than a... <laughs> I didn't even shake his hand. I sort of nodded at him sort of politely because I was like, oh, <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a five-minute break and we will cut to when we're back and we're knowledged up on these films. I will try and find some short movie trailers for both Ghost Train and uh. What's Yours? Horror Express and Horror Express, and we will um, we'll, we'll intersect that whilst we have a quick research, and then we'll be back with you. See you in a moment. Yay! 
For two million years in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in a wall of ice, waiting to be free, waiting to live again. Travel with us on a journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. two million years ago, got onto that crate, killed the baggage man and put him in there. Yes, I am. It's alive. It must be. Travel with us, if you dare, on the Horror Express. Search the train and find it, whatever it is, and destroy it. But if it's alive... I want this kept quiet. I don't want to panic the passengers. The malignant power of this creature is indestructible, transferring its force from mind to mind, from body to body. Beast is not dead. I put four bullets into him. You think evil can be killed with bullets? Satan leaves. The animal that you shot was only the host. It's alive in someone on this train. You saw his eyes. One look at them and you're dead. Anything that moves near that door, kill it. <laughs> Run, run for your life. Hide, but you can't escape. No one can stop the fury and the terror of the Horror Express. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, whatever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, welcome back. We have had our five minutes of research. Pierce has been very patient and been, uh, you know, giving us little tidbits on the way. Tidbits. So. Toby's anecdotes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, Pierce, please oh. pick one of us and ask questions. Michael, if you be so kind, what is your okay. film? Horror Express, all right. Um, it's based in 1906, uh, and even though released in 1972, it was, uh, well, the, the plot goes as follows. Uh, it's quite a simple plot. Uh, a doctor finds some humanoid remains uh, whilst exploring. He uh, then, uh, well, gets a train back, of course, in 1906. Plane travel wasn't too common back then. Um, so, yeah, you get a train everywhere. Um, and, of course, the humanoid remains are more than it first seemed. Mm -hmm. He did think that it was something to do with human evolution or something like that. But um, yeah, it turns out people were starting to be, uh, well, possessed and just generally show up dead. Um, That's never good. 
Not not a plus point. No, no. Um, so there's there's they basically turn into zombies effectively uh, towards the end of the film. Uh, the alien. <laughs> it's all going on in this film. All right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Aliens, uh, humanoid a, zombies. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they <laughs> basically. Without telling you exactly every scene and murder or in the train, uh, it escalates and grows and swells uh, into this um, what would like a feat of gore. There's brain matter. There's eye injections because, of course, he's a doctor, right? So he's getting up and he's and he's pulling the eye fluid out, and it's all very graphic. 1972. Can I remind you? Yes. This was a risky move. It was very, very uh, frowned upon. Uh, it was very horrific, even for adults at that time to watch. Um, and because of that, even though what is it is considered now a, a horror gem, and if, you know, by nowadays, you can, it even still holds up. Because, of course, they don't use uh, special effects. It's not like CG. It's not like Gone in 60 Seconds where he jumps the bloody Mustang over and it looks crap even back in the day. This still looks like, you know, Pretty hor- horrific stuff. Um, it swells up, and you can tell that the uh, the art team are having a field day with this. They are going to town on it. They are putting you in there, and they are making you feel the horror of the Horror Express. And uh, it culminates into uh, the the alien, the the main being. Um, they they uh, the main doctor, and of course his now found uh, female. Uh, <laughs> counterpart they uh, manage to separate the carriage the carriage that is remained with the alien in plunges into the buffers at the end of the rails uh that's how you control or delete an alien Excellent. Um, yes but yeah that, there you go 1972 very shock um and, and you know what the good thing is is that when you take those risks even in 1972 people still go back to this day to watch that film because it's not seen like that anymore and to be honest it really isn't seen like that anymore uh it's a bit of a negative thing to be honest nowadays isn't it everything's always cg and just done in post um it's good to go back and see how to do it properly um and guys if you haven't watched it please do it is one of my favorites and it'll be one of yours too so john going back to these properly ed your film is even even older i believe yes it's the uh, 1941 um Jesus. and it's it gets finer and finer throughout the years. Um, it is one of my all-time favourites. Um, I, I was shown this at a very young age, and uh, I, I, I watch it probably every month, if not every week, sometimes every day. Um, it's uh, got the, the the wonderful Arthur Askey. Uh, well, thank you. Um, and he he. It's originally based upon a stage play, um, a good few years earlier. Um, and it's about uh, he, Arthur Askey. He, he plays quite deliberately irritating comedian in it. Um, and uh, well, I mean, it starts off. You can tell he's irritating from the very beginning because he pulls the bloody emergency stop cord because he's lost his hat, and he runs out to get his hat, and he comes back. Um, and well, the conductor starts chasing after him, but he manages to escape by going into into one of the. Um, one of the one of the what do they call them in the compartments? Yes, uh, in in the carriage, um, and he's there and he's trying to flirt with this woman, but then there's someone else there who realizes he's trying to flirt with this woman. And it gets a bit tense between them. Anyway, they're going to go. They have to get the next train, the train at the next stop. But I think they have to stay overnight. 
Um, so, so they are, are in there. And then there's this, this gentleman that, that tells them that, um, the, uh, the, the conductor from this stop uh, a few years ago, uh, he apparently died whilst, um, trying to stop a, uh, try, trying to change the rails on a track because the tree had, uh, obstructed this track and a train was coming. Unfortunately, he died in the process and the train ended up going into the river. Um, and because of that, they believe the train station is haunted. Ooh. And so then it becomes a, a lot of mystery amongst um, amongst uh, the, the, the members uh, on the station. And there's a lot of tension. Um, there, there seems to be some, something not quite, you know, very unusual going on between them. Um, and it's very much character driven by this mm-hmm. point. Um, what they do find out at the end, spoilers for a 1941 film, is it's, it's very odd because one of the one of the members the, the, of the group they do get on the train at the end that it turns up, um, and they actually find out that um, it's it's a group of um, Nazi fifth columnists. They're, they they are in there. Yeah, they're baddies. <laughs> and, and, and they are they, they are actually smuggling guns. So they end up attempting to stop them and attempting to stop them in the process, they end up driving the train into the river, almost echoing the ghost story from the very beginning of the film. Uh-huh. Very Twilight Zone. And it's always good when they get rid of Nazis. Oh yeah, that's it. You know, Nazis are gone. Brilliant. And guns. Guns have gone as well. Excellent. World peace. Whatever happened? It's very interesting to consider, you know, think about it because this is very early on. This is 1941 and released mm. in the UK as well. Um, the, the play itself was originally 1923. Um, and if you do try and search for like small clips of it, then the full film is everywhere on YouTube. But also you will find clips from amateur production uh, groups trying to either, you know, reenact scenes from the film itself or um, reenacting from the stage play. There is... So many out there. It's it's that's how popular the film is, especially amongst amateur dramatics. So was the play written by a fam- a famous person or and it, uh, Walter Ford? No, wait there. No, that was the director. Sorry, uh, Arnold Ridley. Sorry, uh, Arnold Ridley. Yeah, of course. And of course, I, is he is he is he bought a better known as uh, someone else? I, I, I don't really know, actually, because I've never looked into him. Uh, I've just, uh-huh. I should have done because, I mean, I've never really done much of it. Um, uh, oh, my God. Okay. I now know who he is. Uh-huh. You watch this film almost every day. No, no. This is the person who wrote the stage play. It's not yeah, about know, the person you watch who wrote the film. film. You watch this film almost every day. Yeah. Why would I care about the anything play? else? Um, or, or even the person who wrote the play or anything else that they've done. But no, they actually, he was an actor later on um, ah. in life and he played Private Godfrey in Dad's Army. Small world. Mm. <laughs> How about so, that? So, Michael, any, any, big, any surprising celebrities in your film? You have two powerhouses uh, for lead roles that really... Um, through, if, I don't think if they had names this big in 1972, this film would have probably been slated somewhat. It's one of those sort of deals. Christopher Lee is the lead role. Man I mean, the man if, Christopher the Lee, if Christopher Lee isn't the actor, I don't know who is. Sorry, Pierce. Arthur Raskin. Um, and then you're backing that up with Peter Cushing as well. Two people. There was actually um, someone else called Bernard Gordon who was going to play uh, the, the role that Cushing played. Um, but... Whilst filming, 
uh, he'd recently lost his wife. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and whilst filming, it was just like, as you could imagine, all that horrific stuff going, mm, no, this this isn't for me. And thus Cushing took over. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I don't know why they got to filming. Surely the screenplay would have probably, you know, been enough for you to go, mm, <laughs> maybe well, not the one for me. Title, perhaps, you know. It's a death train. What's, what's it? It's about a train with death in it. What do you imagine? Horror Express, ghost train, got ghosts in it. Yeah, I maybe didn't know the actual extent of the uh, the art team would go through to try and recreate those horrific deaths. But yes, those are the two main powerhouses. Um, there are many other uh, names on there. To be honest, because um, the, the train is... Um, it's filmed in Madrid um, and uh, set there as well. There's a lot of, like, names. I'm just going to say one random. Angel De Pozo. I'm sure he's a lovely man. I, um, I believe there's a, a a TV detective and and or, and bigger star that you've not mentioned, an American star. Oh, no. Because often you, often you want to have American stars. You know, get, American. Get... Alberto de Mendoza. No. So you talking about? Well, George Riquet. I said, like, oh, if I if I said to Ed, "Who loves you, baby?" Would Ed get the uh, catchphrase? Yeah. You see, big star. Everyone knows. Um, Everyone Mike, knows that. Mike, 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 Mike's Mike. a youngling. Hang on, hang on. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> you know it now. <laughs> it's Belly Sabalas. Yes, of course. <laughs> but. Oh, Telly, yeah, there he is, yeah, yeah, Telly Savalas. All the stars. Yeah. Quite far down, plays Captain Kazan in this. I don't remember that character. He's the the commander of the Cossacks. I'm sure he is. And his special weapon. (laughs) I'm sure he is. You know he is. It's your favourite film. You love it, Because I'm concentrating on Christopher Lee all the time. (laughs) It's easily done, easily done, because you've had two Christopher Lee films this evening. I know, I know. I've been a very lucky boy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, there you go. There's my celebrities. Yeah, Telly Savalas. How did I forget? Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, music is by John Kakavaz, um, mm-hmm. who, who is... Say that again. What? No, I Say don't want to. Do. No. <laughs> is there any music in the ghost trade, Ed? Any, any good songs or... It's not really musically oriented, no. It was more based on, a, as I say, it was more based on a stage play. It's um, very, very much like single, very, very <sighs> closed scenes. So you've got your carriage, you've got your um, your station, you've got your train line, and that's about it. I mean, there's lots of stuff that happens, like, off, off scene. Like, you have... Um, a mysterious, you know, you have the mysterious woman that turns up screaming, saying that someone's trying to chase her. Then there's a car crash... Um, that you did you hear off scene and uh, you, you you get the whole th- effect of the ghost train which kind of zooms past the line um which they try to shoot they you know they're trying to shoot a ghost apparently um it's you got to remember this is also a comedy this is this isn't just a mystery this is a comedy mystery it's very it's, it's probably like a very early hmm. um like black comedy um it's it's not like oh it's not slapstick or anything like that. Um, even though you have one character, how Arthur asking you, who's, who's trying to do the slapstick, but they make the the slapstick effect more of like it's he's an irritating character because that's what he does. Yes. Um. um yeah. So it's 
it's it's a very I can see why you know throughout stage plays why they why it's why it's very common for amateur dramatics to love it because it's it's kind of like it's why a lot of musicians love the Beatles because it's a defining you know the, the, the defining in, in in music history um just as I believe that this is defining in um in drama um and why I think it's been adapted a few times to film as well this I believe is the definitive version mm-hmm. um uh but yeah um it's it's not really music musical effect I mean yes they do have inter, you know incidental music in the background um, but it, that's not the main part of it at all. Uh, no. So, that's it now, Michael. Uh, mm. I must say that Horror Express, even though it has music um, by uh, our beloved John Kakapaz, um, yeah, uh, he, even though it's, yeah, it's not like it's not a musical or anything, it's not like a, a Grease contender, um, but uh, he did also compose the music for Kojak. So that's always good to know. That, and that's um, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. Tell it to Alice Link. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, and Telly, of course, went on to advertise um, which English city. Oh, thank God, Ed stuck too. No, I can't remember. It was Birmingham. Mm. Oh, I was going to you know, look at my mind. You think Telly to Alice? You think Birmingham? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Birmingham. <laughs> there we go. Okay, one more question each, I think, Mr. Pierce Brosnan. So, let's think now. Anything. Michael, do you think that Horror Express could be, could be remade today? No. No, because it would literally be done with... Uh, CGI, as we said before, yeah. Um, and if they were to remake all those latex uh, sets and things, you know, like uh, uh, props, um, they would probably deem it far too expensive. Because I believe now the people that make those sort of things charge an absolute bomb because mm. they know that it's a bit of a niche now. Of course, you get the people who do cuts and things like that on your heads, but with regards to full sculptures and the, the, the they even went through. Um, in this particular film, Horror Express, they went through such intricacies as to make sure that when he stabbed the eye with the needle, that it reacted like an eye. Wow. Um, to make sure that it didn't, you know, because if you just use a bit of, you know, bubble gum or something in there, and then it, would, <laughs> it wouldn't wouldn't have the same effect. Mm. So it really is a, a really fine art form. Um, and I don't think you would be able to get away with that today. I would love to think that they would. Um, and you know, I mean, even if it wasn't Horror Express remade, if there was a completely different horror film, and they went, "Look, guys, we're going to do this properly, and we're yeah. going to use latex, we're going to use animatronics." Look back at Jurassic Park, another great film that still holds up today because largely it's animatronics. Because um, well, Tarantino is a big fan of practical effects. Mm, yes, of course, and of course, Brosnan. You know what it's like on a James Bond set. If oh, yes. it's not practical, it doesn't really fly that much. No, exactly. It, um, just, it, it doesn't doesn't work. It works so well. Mm, yeah. So as so Ed, as, as it's a, a film based on a stage play with a classic musical act, if you do, were going to remake remake it today, how, how, how would you do it? With classical classic musical acts. Classic music hall act, Arthur Askey's or oh. Alangol. Oh right, yeah, music hall act. Alangol, Alangol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you thought you how, got it really wrong you for a moment. Um, there, I mean, back in the time, there was there, there was 
there was a film a little while before it there was a release based on it and then there was this one and this one is is the definitive version you have had different versions released like throughout the 30s and the 50s um the most recent mainstream version was actually a radio production radio 4 uh broadcast it in 1998 um it was released it was re-released a few times through the early 2000s on do you remember radio 7 I'm not sure if that still exists anymore but um, that it was back. and uh, yeah i mean apart from that it's not been done uh, i don't i wouldn't expect it to be done again on tv i'm sure people might want to go and see stage plays because I mean that that that's what people do. I mean, my, I mean, my, my local theatre down the road there—they're always they're trying to find different, you know, different things to to do. And they've probably done this a few times, knowing them. Um, but um, this one in particular, I I can't see them making a film on it. I will be honest. Um, it's probably not something I I could imagine a movie production company making a lot of money off. Mm. Uh, back then, they 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 weren't expecting massive explosions, huge budget, huge budgets, and such. Um, this is this this really fits the era well. Um, I can imagine, say, BBC Four maybe making a production on it, maybe more, but that would be more akin to a stage play itself, um, mm. rather than the way this is done. I don't think, I don't think it would work for films in this day uh, it just doesn't need to be changed just go watch this version mm-hmm. thank you for that mm-hmm. no my consideration although big fan of ascii and a big big fan of fighting the nazis i've got to say that horror express though i think te- takes this one you've got the big stars the small stars you've got john doing the doing the music so i think no before you make your final decision, Pierce, mm-hmm. remember that you're unbiased. You haven't seen these films before. No, I, I, that's what so, I'm saying. Uh, Michael, okay. I sold it to be best. Woo! Because John Cran, you know, <laughs> that is a name to conjure with. <laughs> it is a name to conjure with. No, no, I no, win no, respect to Arthur 007. Asky. Of course, oh. Arthur Askey's last film was, of course, um, Rosie Dixon Night Nurse. Of course, everyone knows that. Yeah, famous for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you're a cinephile at heart as well, Mr. Oh, yes. Bosman. It's important, it's, yeah, it's important to watch films when you're relaxing after a hard day on set. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. I mean, Pierce, uh, it's been amazing having you. Let's not end too quickly. I say... Have you got anything on your near abouts you there? Something random that you can put in your pocket? And then Ed and I can try and guess what's in. We can certainly Brosnan's try. Pocket. Let's see what you've got. Something random. I've got something in my hand. That'll do. Don't, yeah, don't, yes. don't, uh, don't, don't, don't try reveal. and get it in your leather pocket. Okay. Ed, seeing as you're on the back foot here, you have first guess. Okay. What's Say in Pierce's, What's in Brosnan's fist? Um, is it plastic? Yes. Okay. Does it go on something? On something? No. Mm. Oh, so it goes in something? Yeah. Is it a memory stick? No. Okay, so it goes in something, and it's on his desk. Um, does is it to um, eliminate sound? 
No. Oh, okay. Is it solely plastic? Yes. Is it a toy? Yes. Jesus. What toy would Pierce Brosnan have on his desk? <laughs> um, oh, that's the same as everybody else, I'm sure. It's a toy that goes in something completely made of plastic. Is it a micro machine? It is not a micro machine. Is it? Is it an interlocking brick? It is not an interlocking brick. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Is it of humanoid nature? It is not of humanoid nature. Um, is it is it spherical it is not spherical just wanted to hear Pierce say spherical spherical <laughs> is, it, is it not spherical um, is it military based by military base a little gun to go with an action figure or a little army man or something that came with a, a, an army play set I, or I think I think that I'm going to say yes you're on the right lines there it's that sort of thing is it is it um, like a little plastic missile that you would is, load into a gun it is not a little plastic missile that loads into a gun is it weaponry of some sort? It is weaponry of some sort, yes, Michael. Right. Is it a projectile? It is not a projectile. Right. Is it an M16 with suppressor, torch and laser attachments? It is not that. Is it th- that without those attachments? Oh, it's not, it's not it'll go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it goes in something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it could go into something like a hand. Is it is it a little army rifle? It's not a little. This is not. It is not projectile based. It's not an army rifle. Okay, sword. It. it I, oh, think, I, fucking, I think. I think I'm going to give you that. Damn it! It's a oh. little. It's one of these things. Nice. Which oh, it's, the, it's a sigh. It's a sigh. It's a yes. stabby sigh. Goes with a teenage ninja turtle. Heroes mm. in a half shell. It's Raphael, mm. I believe, isn't it? It's Raphael's sigh. Am I correct? Maybe. I cannot remember, but I, it's, I had it with, with the toy and then I, the toy was sent away. So it was given away, but that was left behind. It is indeed Raphael. Yes, Raphael. Well, He's how cool, about that? but crude. So, <laughs> so, so does that mean... Oh, sorry, a crude? What's that? It, it's a, it's cool, but crude. Cool but crude, yes. So oh, you're, you're a Turtles fan, are you, Pierce? Of course, they're not the Turtles. Of course, um, as an um, actor, I also like to get involved you know, in more sort of superhero type things. Of course, that's my, my next role is, of course, uh, I'm going to be uh, in a superhero film. Um, 
with oh please give yes. a shout out what is it yeah it's a uh, i believe it's called black adam black I've been adam working, working with dwayne johnson aka formerly known as the rock i'll be playing dr fate I'm very much looking, I am looking oh. forward to that Oh, you're not on, on a slight contrast, this in, in July is slight contrast. You are you're going to be portraying the king in the live action Cinderella as well. Oh yes, mm. I'm looking virtually looking for that. Of course, I, I, have, I, was, I, was, I am regal. I've reached the age now where I'm not just so much the uh, Prince Charming, but I'm now just the king. Yeah. Nice, okay. rightly yeah. so. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank right. you very much, Pierce. Um, thank you very much for your time. I do know that we've run over. I've noticed that. It's, yeah, it's, been, um, it's been a pleasure, to, an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Pierce, for joining us. Um, and, I would uh, also yeah. like to do a shout out. I, I have not. I didn't mention this to uh, to Mike because he was so overly eager on the fact that a tweet that he tweeted got your attention. But yeah, um, right. I have I have found out it is not just that. Um, a, f- a friend of ours, um, James O'Grady, also known to many people as Watto Snorkers. Um, I can't remember who his relative, but his um, who who knows you personally and he contacted, who was, I can't remember his relative now, um, but they contacted you and that's, ah. that's the other reason you jumped on it. I was always so. happy, to help, always happy to help a relative. Yeah, there we go. So th- thank you very much yeah, to, yeah. Um, to sort of, which relative was it again? I can't remember. Oh, I think it's a distant cousin. Um, distant cousin. Yeah, it always works th- like that, doesn't it? Always works, yeah. Uh, it's was it, was it's it? a very small world once you get into the, into the showbiz industry. So. Well, it was yeah. Barry, wasn't it? Barry Brosnan. Yes. Was it Barry? No, not, yeah. not, to be, not to be confused with Barry from EastEnders. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a common Which Barry from EastEnders are we talking? Were you talking EastEnders 1988 Barry? It was yeah. in Colin and Barry? Yeah, or, or Barry Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Good stuff. stuff. Well, EastEnders fan as well, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, um, make sure, I mean, you've got to subscribe to uh, James O'Grady's YouTube channel on account mm. of we, Pierce Brosnan wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. Also on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find him there as Jamo Grad. And uh, Pierce, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, no problem. <laughs> Don't forget as well, everyone, on my left is Ed the Penguin. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, go find him. Uh, with regards to us, of course, we are the Pocket Knockers. And you can find us at YouTube. You can go to pocketknockers.co.uk and find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, probably more. Just have a look. See what you, you find see us on the internet. Find. All right, you'll on find the us internet. on the internet. <laughs> you already found us here. And I'm thank sure, you for I'm listening sure all the way through. Find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam Neeson. Oh, he, he finds it. <laughs> yeah. He does have a certain set of skills. Right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.